With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Live from the... 123rd U.S. Open. I remember my first U.S. Open. It was back in Art 5. This show is brought to you. Uh, this show is broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. The way. <laughs> we'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Why are you laughing at me, Dan? Because it's the 1905 U.S. Open that you are you are doing, not the 2005. The I ought, said ought uh, five. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yep. Yes. Ought, ought five. Ought. Yes. Do people still use the word ought? <laughs> I don't know. But old people use the word ought. We're here at the L.A. Country Club. Which, I got to tell you, like, here's how my brain works. 300 acres in the middle of West Los Angeles. Do you know how valuable just any spot of this land is? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a, a guess here. A relative guess. A relative guess. Um, a quarter acre of land to build a home on is worth, at minimum, $2 million. Okay, that's, that's about... Again, there's a lot of... Th- Let's just say a quarter acre is worth $2 million. So that means an acre is worth $8 million. Right? Granted, there would be some development fees and whatever that would make it not as cost-effective to charge that rate. But if we just say roughly $8 million an acre, 300 acres, that's a $2.4 billion property. That's insane. I mean, you could make the case that outside of... Uh, outside of um, uh, Central Park, they're playing on the most valuable piece of property where that houses don't exist and park in America. Right? Yes. You know? I mean, it's really, and it's an incredible course and a really cool setting. And then, you know, you go to the old stories of the 20s and people, and then Lionel Richie's house is like overlooking one of the holes is amazing. You're like, dude, Lionel Richie, I had, I, I, he, that's amazing. That guy killed it, not just in life, but in real estate. Holy cow, that thing's worth a crazy amount of money. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, we have 
the United States Open Golf Championship, which at this moment, at this moment, Ricky Fowler and uh, Scotty Scheffler are up atop the leaderboard. Now, it's really important to mention half the half of them haven't gone off. It's also important to mention it rained overnight, so with fairly wide greens, it's going to be we're going to have lower scores than you think right now than you traditionally have at a U.S. Open. But uh, if you can keep the big names at the top at the U.S. Open in Los Angeles, it feels like we're set for a great weekend. All right, uh, Bayer, give me, like, when you walk into this place as a golf guy, a golf aficionado, what 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 gen- what what buzzes and rings through your brain? Yeah, well, right now, what's crazy and just taking a look at the leaderboard is that Ricky Fowler is the top of the leaderboard and add a number that some thought would maybe be the, the winning score of the week, six under par. We didn't know what the conditions were going to play, and even Rory McIlroy had said that he had no idea what the winning score would be. Not only just because we don't know much about the course because it hasn't hosted a U.S. Open previously, and there's so little known about it just because it's been so private, but we didn't know conditions-wise. We expected to get more difficult as the, uh, the weekend unfolds. No rain expected, but it was a cloudy day. We even had some mist coming in, may make things shorter. And right now you're seeing some pretty good scores out there. you got a 68 already in the clubhouse, a couple of 69s. And now Ricky Fowler, he would be the entire story if he keeps this up. There would be be a great story to follow. But the fact that Ricky Fowler is at 6-under and Xander Shoffley is one shot back at 5-under, um, I think is a little surprising. I thought we'd see 2-3 and three under par, not 5-6 and six on day one. And, and wouldn't it be interesting... If Ricky Fowler, a guy who uh, obviously I know well, you know well from as an Oklahoma State guy, mm-hmm. but also Ricky Fowler is the guy who he's kind of the last of those the golf dudes that you're waiting to win a major. I know he won the Players a couple years ago and played incredibly well, but he's been a when is Ricky Fowler going to win a major for the longest time? Right, that's been a what six seven years it's, we've been asking. Yeah, that question. maybe even longer than yeah. that. To be honest with you, maybe even a decade. And in fact, it's gone on so long. I don't even know if he's in that conversation anymore. Correct. You know, because we like just... The, the, the best player to not win a major conversation? Yes, yes. And uh, there you could put a graphic up, and I think that there are a bunch of players that you would put ahead of Ricky Fowler. And this is a guy, gosh, eight or nine years ago, I think finished top five in all four majors in, a, in the same year and had a bit of a dip in his career. But, yeah, we he was not the Ricky Fowler as he was ten years ago. But uh, maybe the Ricky follow-up 10 years ago has shown up today. All right, so we're at the U.S. Open, and uh, we've been asked, by the way, to speak in hushed tones. So maybe mm-hmm. the rest of the show will discuss like this. Dan Byers. I think the, the, the <laughs> exact instruction. Bol- when we bring in Monsi Bolaños, we'll go to Monsi Bolaños at the, at the 18th hole. Uh, but uh, I think the exact instruction, by the way, was just keep the yelling to a minimum. So I think it's just like regular, you know. We've been at the U.S. Open. This is like fifth time. Yeah, on yeah. It, yeah. This is a quieter kind of setting. When we were out at, uh, what was the one, uh, Shinnecock? Yep. That was a little bit more lively of a press room and a kind of sort of different setup. Maybe the tents, the tents were a little different. I do little think different. Doug can get a little loud. Yeah, I know I'm loud. Yeah, that can happen. I'm loud. There's no question. And there's a smaller contingent. If you've noticed, and, and I still think there's, there's COVID and there's uh, budgets. Um, that's why you see a smaller media center than what we saw, say, five years ago at Shinnecock. Smaller media center. It's still big. Gathering. It's still, still sizable. It's still sizable. It's still large. We're going to speak. But you notice, like, the BBC's not here? The BBC's like, not yeah, here. They're not here. The BBC is They broadcast here from, they for years. They have not performed well in the first. Um, so this one, this, this one uh, is interesting. So we have the U.S. Open. We'll be here. We'll be talking about it. It's interesting. Um, the only other thing kind of going on in sports is all the trade speculation in the NBA. And there's a lot of interesting parts. And, and you heard Monsi played for us at the top of the hour. Uh, Jokic saying, like, this is the greatest day of his life. And he's now stayed for the, the parade. And he's partying. But the, the, the truth is that um, the NBA has, the NFL's kind of followed suit. Kings of the offseason, right? What used to be the hot stove league in baseball, which was what we waited for, right? The offseason in baseball was awesome. That's kind of gone the way of the dodo, and now the NBA is. But I, I got to be honest with you guys. Like, I'm at a level of annoyance with the, you know, this guy wants to go to Miami, and this guy, you know, like, uh, trade speculation because the salaries work or a guy would like to play in a cool city, 
That does nothing for me. Just call me when they're actually negotiating and let me know what the package is. Because anything else, you know, it's, it's a buyer. You said this. Who says no? Well, the other team <laughs> says no. Teams don't. This is, and this is what I said with Cowherd when he was talking about LeBron to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like, the Warriors aren't going to go like, hell, oh, hey. I mean, the Lakers aren't going to go like, hey, look, we have our most prized asset, a guy who's the all-time lean scorer in the history of the NBA. His son plays down the street. His other son plays down another freeway. Um, we're going to hand him to the Warriors so they might have a chance at another championship. And now, hey, we'll take as little back in return as possible. Like, all of that is dumb, dumb talk. N- not, I'm not calling Colin a dumb, dumb, but just, like, we get into this place where I, I'm, we're, like, two days in. And I'm already, I, I, I'm struggling with the trade talk of the specul- speculatory trade talk. I also have a problem with it because I don't think that we are analyzing what the NBA is right now. And it's a, it's a league that is not the league that it was five years ago when you just rush out and get the, the best player. Look at the teams with the draft picks. The absurd amount of draft picks that are owned by the Oklahoma City Thunder. The multiple draft picks that are owned by the Utah Jazz, that are owned by the Houston Rockets. Are any of those teams taking those picks to try to acquire Bradley Beal or try to acquire Damian Lillard? No, they're not. And it's teams that are strapped for picks, that are almost desperate. And I just, I don't think that, I don't think the NBA is now and how you win is like it was five years ago. And I think people are need to look at that in the NBA. I, I it's a great point. Let me let me I'll push back only on the the, the draft pick trade speculation cuz what I think most people think will happen is you'll wrangle in Oklahoma City or Houston whatever with their picks as the third team to kind of make it all make sense, right? But where are where are the where are the thunder in their growth? Are the th- right cuz the thunder last year the the idea was they people thought the thunder would take on a couple of bad contracts just to push them over because the salary cap, you have to have a floor, floor. not just a yeah. ceiling, right? But that's because they were thought they were going to be an abject disaster for another year without Chet Holmgren. Like, here they are now, kind of a playoff team, and they didn't have Chet. They're pretty good. They're maybe like a year away and a piece away from being a challenger, or at least talked about, right? Like, Shea Gilles Alexander is a dude. Let's see where Chet is. And they have some, they have some other dudes. So I, but, but here's the point that you're right about. The NBA is not what it was five years ago, and proof is in the pudding in Phoenix. Like you just you can't build a team with two dudes. You couldn't do it in Brooklyn with 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 three dudes. And look at they haven't won all the championships, but how the Warriors initially built their championship roster, how the Bucks built their championship roster, how the 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 Nuggets built their championship roster. Have they added in pieces? Of course. Aaron Gordon was not drafted by the Nuggets, but Murray was, Jokic was, right? Um, Christian Brown. Christian Brown was. Hey, you look at the Bucks, and Drew Holiday obviously has been well traveled, but most of the Bucks were, uh, many of the Bucks were yes. drafted by the Bucks. Giannis is the only one, right? So th- then you go, but again, look at the Warriors and how they how they were built, and and again, it doesn't mean. And we, there's a new CBA, so how's that going to affect things when guys make so much money that you can't possibly move them or they can't demand out of a place because of this new contract? But doesn't Oklahoma City, because when Durant had requested the trade last offseason, talk about a way to reshape your legacy. Kevin Durant goes back to OKC. Rights is wrong is the now king piece next to SGA, next to Josh Giddy, Chet Holmgren allows, like, they had the ammunition, and it wouldn't have made an enormous dent into what they are draft pick-wise. And there was zero conversation. It's only teams who are strapped, like, well, the Lakers have two first-round picks that they could trade, or what could the Heat? It's just the point of, of, of teams that actually have the ability to make those deals for those players to satisfy for those teams are unwilling to bring these players in. And I think Oklahoma City would extremely benefit, I think, from an addition of one of those players to go along with everything else that they now have. Yes. And they're unwilling to do so. Yes, but not yet. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a timing thing, right? 
Because and and uh, obviously with Kevin Durant specifically, right? I, like, would he go back there? Would it all work? Like, yes, it could be a great thing. It could be a great yeah. thing. Okay, but again, like, I don't know his egos, their egos, how that all works. But I, I would I would say this: it's also a timing thing, right? If he's there this coming year, maybe the next year, yeah, that that one I can I I can see, sure. right? You don't add that piece until you're really really close. But then the thought is like, if you add that piece, is it like Golden State where, yeah, you win, but you end up shortening your window because you had to get rid of so many? And that's where I'm. Ta- I know you're talking about the draft picks. Yeah, c- come into mind. So the the whole thing is very very interesting and the evolving times, right? You don't want to chase a moving target. I I bring this up. Often, when talking about Oklahoma City, right? Oklahoma City, when they trade away James Harden, one of the reasons they felt like they couldn't give James Harden the max at that time was they had Serge Ibaka under contract. And you're like, well, you have Serge Ibaka, and I think it was Steven Adams at the time. And you're like, why does that matter? Well, at the time, the two best teams in the West were the Lakers and the Spurs, and they played with two big guys, right? That's no longer the case. So now you had to chase after how do we beat the Warriors. In order to beat the Warriors, you had to figure out your small ball lineup. Now, does that change with the Nuggets? Mm-hmm. Right? It's really that that part to it is interesting. Um, but I think Dan, you you nailed it. Is that the NBA is different now than it was previously? I think it's not just in how you build a roster and in those teams that have all those. I mean, the Rockets and the Thunder with the n- number of picks is just ridiculous, right? Like the, the the I don't know if people know that the Thunder trade away two picks in the next two years. Last week during the finals, to the Nuggets and like it does nothing to the yeah. the, the boatload of picks that they have. Um, but also the new CBA is people believe that this is going to stop the uh, the the outsourcing of stars to the to the to the big city clubs. Right, that's the big thing. Is you had all of these teams in the smaller markets like, hey, what the hell, man? Like, we draft a guy, we give a guy a big contract, and then the second he, he wants out, he just demands out, and we have to acquiesce and take some draft picks and start the whole thing all over again. They want to hold on to their stars and their assets, but then you get stuck with the, do I really, like, I mean, even the Celtics is a big name. Do I really want to give Jalen Brown $250 million? Like, is he that good? And he can't dribble his left hand? So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this offseason and what it means for the future of the NBA. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports. Sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Bills have had a weird mandatory minicamp, right? I mean, just a weird week in Buffalo. Remember, Stefan Diggs showed up, and then he disappeared, and then he was around but not performing. Here's Sean McDermott, the head coach. Also, by the way, Sean McDermott taking over as defensive coordinator on Stefan Diggs. Steph reported yesterday, Tuesday, and uh, reported for meetings, at which time um, we had a good conversation, um, great communication, and we got to a point yesterday where I just we just felt like we all needed a break and some space. And so I gave Steph permission uh, to get some space and 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 uh, and head out and uh, and then picked up those conversations after practice. Um, so let me make it clear it was it was not Steph leaving unexcused. He was excused by me. That's weird, right? The I need a break, like, dude, we're in the off season. It's June. That's like somebody going on vacation with their family and the husband and wife going like, you know, <laughs> let's just get different rooms on the opposite sides of the resort. Let's, let's just do that. That strikes me as super odd. Yeah, Byron. I've got a theory. Okay. I think the DeMar Hamlin injury brought a lot of emotions out of the Buffalo Bills. And sometimes um, when there is a tragic or traumatic event, uh, it changes the dynamic of things. And I think the Bills were obviously not the same team afterwards. There were a few games, but I, I I don't know how you could be considering everything that went on that night and what happened. But I also think that stuff that may have been brewing that they could just push aside because they were playing good football, now may have been, because Diggs and Allen had that very Diggs-sided altercation when they lost to the Bengals in the divisional playoff game. And I think maybe that stirred some sort of, hey, everything here isn't all hunky-dory. You know, everything isn't all, you know, roses. Why, why Why the Hamlin connection, though? You ever have a death in the family and it just kind of like frays some things? Like you oh, think yeah. it, Everybody's that's what I think on happened. edge. Everyone's on edge. That's what I think People happened. People say crazy things. Yes. And I think that maybe there were things that they felt that were always there, but they could put aside because it's football. And then this real life thing happens that affects so many of them. And then it is brings your real feelings to the surface. It is no... There are teammates and athletes that don't get along that's happened through all the but to have like this stuff come up and then to hear this thing and have josh allen say i got to be better with things and to hear we got to work through some stuff their season ended three weeks after hamlin's injury so now you've cleaned your hands and you're not even around the team anymore right. the last time that allen and Diggs were probably together is when Diggs was yelling at him against the bengals so now you get everybody back together and you have like this sort of thing i don't know it's a theory it's just a theory that because it was so emotional and so heavy that maybe it changed the dynamic of who the Buffalo Bills were. Or, and this maybe adds to your hypothesis more than theory, it adds to it, would be you're probably right, but it probably made a partially frayed relationship even more frayed. Like, I think what really triggered this, like, you just you get tired of losing in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right? You're like, again? You know? And remember, they lost in the playoffs to the team in the Bengals that they were, gonna, they were playing that night when he went down. But it's more, remember, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl the year before. You know, the year before they had the Chiefs, and that wasn't on Josh Allen. That was on the defense and the decision-making of the coaching staff more than anything, right? When the 13-second drive by the Kansas City Chiefs and the offense didn't even get the ball back in overtime. And I, I think it's more, personally, I think it's more, like, I just, I, you know, 
you get tired of the losing and you see everyone else who's playing getting all the shine and like look wide receivers are ego guys they always have been right i mean the I mean, even Andre Johnson, who is like the one non-ego guy, turns out post-career like, yeah, I had a pretty big ego <laughs> as, as well with, with, with Houston. The, the, the point is that I, I think your point is made. I don't necessarily know if it changed the dynamic or as much as it hypersensitized the dynamic and made it, you know, uh, you know made the, the desire to win the importance of getting it done now even more timely and then sure. when you fall short and then like look this is what happens when you don't treat things like anybody's gone through a, a a relationship that is fractured or ends like what happens is you you go through some sort of trauma okay you, you got to go at that moment to some sort of therapy right and like really kind of work through it just spending time away from each other isn't and you know, they they tell you like spend time to yourself like yeah that doesn't always do the trick so Either one, this is the process of some sort of therapy, or two, this is an untreated wound that is opened back up because they're back together again, and you know it. We may be past the point of no return. And here's the the amazing thing about it is Demar Hamlin is on the practice field. He's taking part in mandatory minicamp, so Demar Hamlin is back. And now what is left? Like there's no more worry. There's no concern. There's no leftover. He's back. What's left is. Everything that you said, that you're hypersensitive and the stuff that was strained that you didn't fix when you were four months away from each other. Well, here's the uh, – let me just – let me make a, a parallel here and, and see if it makes sense to you guys. In 2001, this is the year after I finished up at Oklahoma State, they had a tragic plane crash. Ten members of our basketball family died. A couple of the players uh, passed away as well. And I remember that team was up until that point, and even a- after that point in conference play, way better than they were supposed to be because we were not only a, a top-ten team – but we had six scholarships, seven overall seniors that graduated, right? Like, we'd lost a whole bunch. And they'd, they had a couple of transfers sitting out, high-level junior college recruits, and they probably overachieved. But I remember they lost to USC in the first round of the NCAA tournament. It was a talented USC team. They had Brandon Granville and uh, Jeff uh, Trapanger, who ended up playing in the NBA, really athletic kid. Um, but it, and, and Sam Clancy, like that was a good USC team. But I remember reading, I was overseas at the time, reading the quotes and everybody's just like, we were just exhausted, just exhausted. All of the, because their first game back, they played Missouri and they blew the doors off of Missouri and then they beat Oklahoma and you're running kind of on the, this emotion of, uh, of this terrible uh, tragedy that took place, Right. And I think the same could be said for the Bills, where when are you at your worst in relationships? It's when you're emotionally and physically exhausted, right? Like, it's a real, like when you're really exhausted, like, it ain't a good time to pick a fight at home. Or if somebody is in, like, just let it breathe, get a good night's sleep, get a good meal. And then if we got an issue, let's talk through it. You can't really do that in sports. And so I think that, again, we're all coupling all these same hypotheses together. In that, maybe the relationship wasn't that bad, but it wasn't perfect, wasn't great, and they failed the year before when they had the game won, and that still doesn't sit well with anybody. Uh, and then you have this incredibly tragic moment, which makes you take your own life into account as well as, you know, one of your compadres. Mm-hmm. And those next couple weeks are just exhausting, exhausting. And so then when you lose. You're, you're just completely out of any sort of emotional juice. And you say some things you shouldn't say. You react in a way you shouldn't say. You shouldn't be. And now, again, we're seeing the carryover from it because they never had any sort of time or ability to treat these wounds. And though you're no longer exhausted, you said things and react in ways which are really hard to take back at this moment. Yeah, I think it's... I. It's just a theory, but I think that there's a lot behind it. Let's we, get to uh, real ahead. quick. Can we drill down on this? Could uh, we do the second Sean McDermott? This is McDermott uh, clarifying his. He was very concerned because this was the this was kind of the start of the whole thing that got the media involved. Were right. these two words right? Very concerned, and th- so he he tried to clean it up yesterday. Whenever a player has something going on or misses for not misses, but he's not here for some reason, I am concerned. That's that's my my sentiment with any player in particular player 
um, as important to us as Steph. And so uh, I get concerned when players miss for reasons off the field, for reasons on the field, whether it be uh, they're injured or whatever it is. Um, that's just how I am. So when I say very concerned, I'm very concerned um, because it's a situation with one of our uh, players and it was something that we needed to work through. It, it sounds like he's completely full of crap. And I know, he is you completely know what it reminds of me of? Yeah. Remember that scene from Fletch when he goes into the doctor? Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole Moon fist off. River. Uh, yeah. The, um, and then he's just kind of BSing the, about this couple that he knows. And he's talking about this guy. And, then, and, and, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, the end was very sudden. And the doctor's like, well, he was dying for years. Yeah, but the very end, the end was very <laughs> sudden. That, that's what it reminds me of when McDermott's trying to talk his way through that. Oh, he was telling completely because, – because you can't couple that with the, hey, this is all good. You know, he, we need to take some time away with the way well, you were very concerned. Right. You know, it, it, it actually reminds me of uh, uh, a few good men, right? Was he in danger? Do you remember that part when, when – uh, Nathan Jessup was on the stand, and um, he, he said, like, look, if, if no one did anything without your approval, then why was he in danger? Mm. Didn't make any sort of sense. Right? Um, and are we clear? Crystal. Right? So I, that, that's what it reminded me of. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. The Gottlieb Show rolls on. Fox Sports Radio. Summer approaches. The booster own game with Chalk, the reigning champion in natural men's health. Max out your testosterone, energy, focus. Chalk's male vitality stack. Visit choq.com today. Use the code Doug for 35% off. Any subscription for life. Sam Farmer joins us. Uh, he's, uh, you, you read his work in the L.A. Times. He covers the National Football League, but also he's become kind of their like quasi-golf expert and analyst. Um, you, you got to go in the green jacket vault at yeah. Augusta National. Yeah, that was wild. Okay, so him. paint the picture for us. What does, is there like a Secret Service member out there? Is it behind some oaken door is there a cigar smoking element to it like what is that actually like yeah it's it's actually it's a very nondescript door you in the back of the pro shop and as you know you can't go into the pro shop with a media pass you can get into the nobody actually knows this uh, okay. Sam, because okay. most of america has not been to augusta national <laughs> right, okay. i hate to break it to you okay so there's because you know when you go to augusta national and you're going down you know <laughs> and you're, you're with jim nance it's like no no we don't know these things okay. Sam. that's why you're supposed to paint us a picture right. for it. you know when so, you're in the grotto at the playboy yeah. mansion right. you know what i mean it's like, yeah. it's like you know when half says something to you like i have no idea what you're talking about so in the back of the pro shop there's this nondescript door you go down in this it's it's almost like this disneyland thing you go down this staircase it's like well appointed what you'd expect from augusta national you get down to the bottom there's this framed green jacket and it's bobby jones or um uh, maybe byron nelson's frame under glass framed green jacket and you've got these two giant video boards now you go down here if you're a a new member at augusta national that's who they bring down there to fit them for their green jackets and um so, so cupping with the tailor? No, no, no cupping. Sorry. <laughs> so you go down, and these touch screens that are, you know, six foot tall touch touch screens tell you the history of the green jacket, and uh, you know the five companies that have made them, and and the material that's changed. And I, well, one thing that surprised me is there are different levels of quality of green jacket. So in the green jacket, you can pay whatever to get the highest level, London Seville Row. Uh, quality fabric, or you can get the J.C. Penney model at the bottom. You know, so it's like you know, it's it's there are different tiers, which surprised me. But um, you look to the you look to your left. It's a small room, this like brick wall with these two video boards and a and a framed museum lit Byron Nelson jacket. And you look to your left, and it's like a fake storefront, uh, and. Um, uh, you go in there, and they've got these two, like, big leatherback library chairs, and the president of the club comes down, and they've got a, a tailor who's there, and they tailor your jacket, and and they've got 100 green jackets lined up the, from huge to small to women's sizes. Right. And then they've got these two secret panels. One's all bourbon, one's all gin, and you have a party. Push open those panels. So it's, it's a real... It's a, it's a new feature at Augusta National uh, for members, and it's cool. Uh, that sounds really cool. Uh, we're here at the L.A. Country Club, and, I mean, obviously, we talked about I mean, this piece of land is incredible, yeah. right? 300 acres uh, in the middle of West Los Angeles. I mean, uh, picturesque and remarkable, but also kind of like the secret society that so many of us never, even in Los Angelinos, never get to experience. Um, how big do you think this is for L.A., right? Like... LA's had a lot of events. You know, you have uh, World Cup upcoming, Olympics upcoming, just had the Super Bowl. Obviously, you've had plenty of other events. What about the U.S. Open, considering this is at a place that's never been before? Yeah, and it's been 75 years since the Open's been anywhere, since it was at Riviera. So I think it's really big, not only for L.A., but for L.A. Country Club, because as you know, you drive down Wilshire, and 9 out of 10 people will not even know that they're bisecting L.A. Country Club with, with the north course on the on the right and the uh, south course on the left. So I think it's huge for the club to sort of open its doors because this is a club of um, masters of the universe, right? It's not celebrities. Uh, and there are celebrities on the course. You've got you've got uh, the Playboy Mansion on and 13. You've got Lionel Richie's house. You've got Aaron Spelling's house. But it's not an actor's club it's not like riviera it's not like lakeside bel-air um so it's been very private they felt very burned um 
50 years ago, they hosted a junior amateur or something, and they, there was a little criticism of the course. And they said, why are we doing this? So they've only recently, in the last 20 years, started to open up a little bit with the Gil Hans uh, restoration of the original design. You had the Walker Cup in 2017, and then building up to the U.S. Open. Now they've got another U.S. Open coming down the line. I think it's 39, but they got the U.S. Women's Open. So people in L.A. are realizing that there's an L.A. Country Club and where it is, uh, they didn't know what where the club was, let alone what the holes looked like. Um, the other part of your gig is covering the National Football League. How amazing is it how the Rams have completely fallen off the radar, right? Like, it, yeah. it was the F I them mean, picks, go for it, won a Super Bowl in their home stadium to worst follow-up record ever, and now they're just kind of lost in sort of no-man's land. We've covered this league for a long time. I can't remember a precipitous decline like this, especially when your quarterback didn't retire. He's, I know he got hurt. but And there hasn't been massive wholesale changes to the main players. It's just, I mean, they were really built for one year. Yeah, it, it reminds me a little of the 94 Niners and when uh, Carmen Policy sort of outfoxed the system, new free agency system, it was buy now, pay later. And uh, a later did arrive, and, and they went through that long drought uh, where they essentially cobbled together a team on uh, credit and then ultimately had to pay the price for that. And it took them a long time to get back on their, on their feet, and you know, it really wasn't until the uh, Jim Harbaugh era that they really got rolling again. So uh, I'm sure the Rams are thinking, mm, let's not make it that long, but... Uh, yeah, it was surprising. Uh, the, the drop was so precipitous, um, but uh, you know that's that's the price of doing business, especially when they make those big, dramatic, splashy moves. And that's been their that's been their mo. Obviously, it was from the start. It's it was their mo in returning to Los Angeles. They had to make a huge commitment and let the Chargers in and build a five billion dollar stadium, take on all that risk, and every move they've made. Um, has been um, they've made a series of very splashy moves because they're competing against the Chargers too for eyeballs in LA, and so they're well, also competing against the Raiders, they compete against the Cowboys, yep. all course. these other all these other LA is the teams. Ellis Island of NFL fans. No, no, no question. Um, Buyer Buyer had a. You want to share your hypothesis, your theory on Stefan Diggs? Because I thought it was, sure. I thought it was a good one. Um, how it's kind of seen tension in Buffalo. I think that it was a lot to take after the Hamlin thing. I, I, I think that that incident affected the team in such a way where other emotions from other things come out. And I don't think that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs maybe have dealt with those things with each other. I think it was such a heavy sort of thing compared to a death in the family when sometimes a family phrase, you know, because of that death. Um, I felt that maybe there was a hangover from that, from their emotions and how difficult it was at the end of the regular season. They didn't really play well after that, um, even though they won a playoff game and then lost to the, to the Bengals. I thought that that may have had a lasting effect on the team, that there were things that were below the surface, but that Hamlin situation may have brought them up because the last time we saw Diggs and Allen was Diggs yelling at Allen in the game against Cincinnati. That's my theory. That's a really interesting theory. I mean, certainly we don't have a lot of case studies that yeah. would show us um, any different than that. And that, that would certainly uh, there, uh, makes sense that it would cause things to percolate, things that, that hadn't really. I mean, when you're literally that close to death or a death in the family, um, it might precipitate that kind of stuff. Um, I find... The the as you know, we talked about the Cowboys are so big in California. They've done a genius job of it, right? With training out here all the time, and then Jerry, when the new stadium was built, finding a way to kind of mandate, hey, we're going to play out here every year as well. And the Cowboys are in a weird spot because I think most of us have landed on Dak's good, he's fine, he's a good leader, not a great quarterback, right? There's a there's definitely a ceiling that's below that of the elite quarterbacks, but there's this massive cap hit next year. He's in the last year of that deal that he got 
What do you think this, this season looks like and how they handle the Dak situation in Dallas? Well, expectations are always so high in Dallas, and, and, and people get so excited about it. I do have to back up a little bit and talk about uh, following the NFL in L.A., uh, the 20 years without a team here, and it, it really became my um, <laughs> complete uh, most important story for me was following finding out which team is every year yes the commissioner right yeah yeah yeah. but you know it was jerry who was the north star on a lot of that and he is the one who said you got to take this rams thing seriously and i would run stuff up the flagpole with jerry about uh at training camp um and he does care so much about los angeles and loves that they have a footprint but he played a huge role in bringing football back to la And, and he uh, you know, Robert Kraft played a big role, too, but I would say nobody played a bigger role than Jerry uh, this side of Stan, uh, Stan Kroenke. But um, how the Cowboys will do, it, it is really, um, you know, you, you look at the receiver situation, and that was a big problem last year. I remember taking, talking to Babe Laufenberg about that at camp. Um, and it does seem like Dak has warning track power. You know, it's just. That's, it's, a, great, that's a great line. It's got warning track power. That's perfect. Yeah. Perfect, because I I'd agree. Like he's he's good to a point. See, this this interview wasn't worthless. You thought it'd be worthless. <laughs> when did I say it'd be worthless? <laughs> I, I I have one before Sam goes, and it goes back to the golf thing, and it goes back to LACC because I'm curious on your thoughts in the city, because Riviera gets so much love. Mm-hmm. Was there any of that like, you know, that LACC was like, we'll we'll let everybody fawn over Riviera this is our sort of thing like we'll oh definitely they they play it so close to the best here and the membership here uh likes flying under the radar like that that not a lot of people knew I was talking to Fred Terrell one of the members here uh who said growing up he thought this was a cemetery used to drive by (laughs) all the time and had no idea it was even a golf course and and Riviera is out there and they do have all the stars around and um, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's very expensive and elite course and everything, but it's not like getting into LACC. That's, this is the most elite course in L.A., and I don't think they need to beat their chest over it. What about golf in this city? Um, I'm from Wisconsin. Doug was born in Wisconsin. Um, I, I left- was born in Wisconsin, too. All right. Hey, hey, that's that's a bad city. Oh, Madison, Milwaukee, Merrill, the Triple yeah. M's. Yeah. Um, but the... The ability to play, like, how would you look at public golf for anybody in the city? A little because, par three over here. I mean, literally right next to LACC is that little par three. Yeah, track. Arm and hammer. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, the yeah. little chip and putt. Um, how do you view golf in this city? Well, you saw swingers, right? You can play over at that course <laughs> in Los Feliz. Um, no, there are, a lot of, there are a lot of great courses. There are a lot of great private and public courses. Uh, I live over in Pasadena, so there's Brookside down there, but. Uh, you, you know, each course has its personality. Lakeside has one. Um, Hillcrest has a has a personality. Bel Air. Um, there, this is the closest thing to the the Monterey Bay area in terms of great courses, world class courses around here with Riviera, and maybe may may supersede that. But um, the access is the difficult part for me. Right. Being from the state that we're from, you look at the yeah. golf boom in Wisconsin where it's all you got to pay a lot if you want to play Whistling Straits or Aaron Hills, but Kaiser's just built a resort in central Wisconsin. That's the difficult yeah, go- Golf needs to be more yeah. affordable yes. and, and more accessible. Yes, I, I agree. And I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to push back on that only in that this. We kind of talked about this in terms of tennis a couple of days ago because I was, I, I was asking the question like, how we gotten to the point where three guys in 20 years just dominate? World tennis right. just dominate, yeah. And the uh, and and that's the well tennis is so expensive. Like mm, I actually think that yes, golf is crazy expensive. It just is, always has been. Clubs, lessons, fees, whatever. Okay, but in all honesty, and this isn't raising a youth, two youth athletes. All the other sports have kind of caught up. They're just they're just as expensive. When you have private coaching, but you, you focus everything. On I mean, it's one, crazy. Travel teams, all that crazy stuff. travel teams and equipment and private coaching. Difference though, difference though is access. Like there's there is no place in LA that I can go and play for 150 bucks. Yes, there is. No, there isn't. Yes, yes, well, you can go to Brookside. No. You can come out to Brookside. No, but it's going to what Brookside's going to cost you what 80 go- bucks uh, a cart and a tee. This is my point: is there's there's all the city courses, and then if you wanted to play somewhere that was you know, I don't know, 
little nice little right. you know Angeles national or something like yeah, that. yeah maybe that's the one maybe but like there's no, just not a lot of paying, access you're paying uh you're paying a lot yeah and so it has gotten very expensive although there are points of access like a a top golf which has become very sure. popular and, and we've seen more of those springing up i'll show you so the people, website the golf discount website dude you can get, <laughs> oh, you can get good. oh yeah you get a greens fees very, very low now. Public courses not always the best in the world, but there are, there are some. But I, I understand what you're saying. You're saying right outside your door, very close. But look, if you're living in West LA, it ain't an issue. Okay, yeah, if yeah you're, but that's part of the that is part of the look, guys. You know, pickleball's the answer. <laughs> yeah. Pickleball that's is the pickleball best way to put it. Answer. And yeah. I, I love that. And, and uh, uh, I heard you mention tennis. And tennis is for people who can't play pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, football is for lacrosse players who can't play lacrosse. Is that what it is as, as well? Sam Farmer, L.A. Times. Sam, you're the best. We appreciate yep. you joining us. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.